I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Has anyone else noticed how many weddings are happening this year? I mean, it's only halfway through, and most of us have already been to at least a couple of weddings. Plus, if you think about it, the official wedding season hasn't even started yet. Well, one thing's for sure: it's not just love that's in the air, but also the moolah. Why am I saying that? Well, because Bloomberg recently reported that the Indian wedding industry is raking in. As much as two hundred and ten billion dollars in revenue, that is some serious cash. In fact, the Confederation of All India Traders, or CAIT, had actually forecasted that approximately three point five million couples would get married and spend around one hundred and thirty billion dollars in the first half of twenty twenty three. While we don't have the most recent figures, Bloomberg hints that those numbers have been left in the dust. I mean, Indian weddings aren't just called big fat weddings for kicks. They totally live up to the name. So much so that, according to a report by KPMG, the Indian wedding industry is presently valued at rupees three point six eight trillion. So you can imagine the amount being spent on these weddings. And it's not just the straight couples who are filling the coffers of the wedding industry. Even gay couples are making it rain with their spending power. You see, so far. The Indian wedding industry catered mainly to heterosexual couples. However, since the Supreme Court's landmark decision to decriminalize homosexuality in 2018, a growing community of queer Indian couples have enthusiastically embraced and put their own unique spin on the country's rich wedding ceremonies and traditions. Sadly, though, same-sex marriage is still illegal in India, but the Supreme Court is currently considering the matter. And is expected to make a decision regarding the legalization of same-sex marriage sometime this year. But despite the legal restrictions, many same-sex couples in India are not holding back when it comes to their weddings. Perhaps it's also a clear sign that even in the traditional Indian wedding industry, there is a growing acceptance of same-sex marriage. Point being, the Indian wedding industry is going full steam ahead, and there's no stopping it. Plus. Thanks to high-profile celeb weddings like Kiara Siddharth, Katrina Vicky, Alia Ranbir, a culture of luxury and grandeur has taken over. Now everyone wants to create an Instagram-worthy spectacle for their own big day. I have no complaints though, as long as I am invited to some of those grand weddings. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology. Business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hi, I'm Shorbury, and for today's edition of the Signal Daily, we are replugging two of our timeless stories. What if we told you that the investors of a sexual health and wellness startup may not exactly get a happy ending? If you haven't heard of Mojo Care before, you won't be the only one. Now Himalaya or Revital are of course older established brands that we all know of but in the world of newer sexual health and wellness brands that include MyMuse or PeaceSafe or Serona etc you can see that Mojocare is a fairly nondescript D2C brand according to its LinkedIn bio it offers doctor consultations along with products on sexual wellness hair care 
weight management, mental health, and women's wellness. Basically, the whole range from vitamins for your hair to a little something for erectile dysfunction. And in the last couple of days, this obscure health startup and its two founders, Ashwin Swaminathan and Rajat Gupta, have come under the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. According to data from Traction, Mojoka's revenue showed a jump from rupees 30 lakh in FI21 to rupees 12.1 crore in FI22. Curious, right? Given how so many of India's highly valued startups are making losses. Surprise, surprise. Turns out that these guys were fudging numbers after all. In May, the company's investors called for an internal audit by Deloitte, which indicated financial irregularities. As per a report in the morning context, some employees have alleged that the company was circulating the same inventory, selling it to the partners and then buying it back to show sales. There are also allegations of diverting money to shady companies run by the founders' relatives. And it didn't take too long for Mojocas founders to blurt out the truth. Since then, they have been stripped off their executive powers and might also face legal action. So basically, an audit, a confession, and sudden mass layoffs. And that's pretty much how things started to fall apart at Mojocare less than two years after it opened for business. But perhaps the most interesting detail about Mojocare is that it attracted some well-known funders amid a funding winter for Indian startups. Reports say that till date, it managed to raise around $23 million from VC firms like B Capital, Shirate Ventures, Better Capital and Sequoia India. It also has angel investors such as Times Group MD Vineet Chen, Cred CEO Kunal Shah, Lenskart CEO Piyush Bansal, 1MG's Gaurav Agarwal, Snapdeal's Rohit Bansal, as well as Mobile Premier League CEO Sai Srinivas Kiranji. Another fun detail, car repair startup Go Mechanics co-founder Amit Bhaseen, who himself has admitted to committing errors in the company's account books, is also an angel investor in Mojocare. But look, our question here is the same as yours. How did Mojocare manage to rope in the big shots? It's not as if Swaminathan and Gupta had any prior experience in the healthcare sector. In fact, Swaminathan was an investment advisor at Shirate, while Gupta is a former vice president of marketing at Mobile Premier League. That explains the funding from Shirate and MPL. But what about the rest? Now, one way to look at it is the market for health and sexual wellness in India is growing fast. Lots of startups have entered the scene with niche brands. According to a report published by Allied Market Research, the size of this market was at $1,153.5 million in 2020 and is estimated to reach $2,095.4 million by 2023, thanks to a young population with internet access. So in terms of marketability, there is definitely scope. But what was Mojocare up to? What was its business model? Why was it burning cash? What were the founders doing? Perhaps a forensic audit will shed more light on these questions. But with more and more startups like Zilingo, Bharat Bay, Broker Network, Go Mechanic, and now Mojocare, confessing to cooking the books, this whole thing is also raising questions on poor corporate governance. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show some support. 
Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Share this podcast with your friends and family. We'd also love for you to share your feedback about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. This episode was written, researched and produced by me and Anoop. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.